Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we will take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we are all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. episode of Created. Um, We are so excited that you could join us today and I am especially excited because we're going to be continuing our series on motherhood and I have a very dear friend of mine who'll be joining us today and uh, I was just thinking that how to introduce her. Um, There's so many ways that I can introduce her but... But I was like, "Mm, let me limit it to a very short story. So a very short story would be that our parents are friends. They were friends even before we were born. Um, And if you know how old I am, that it's it's been a minute. It's been a very long time um, since they've been friends. So um, then they continued to be friends. And we all lived in the same place in Zimbabwe when we were born. Um, I... I wasn't born in that place, but we were all living in the same place when Fari was born in um, Chiredzi and they lived in Triangle, right? Yeah, they lived in Triangle. So we've known each other since we were like little, little, but I don't think Fari really remembered who I was because she was tiny, tiny baby. And then fast forward a few years, a few decades, to be honest. Um, and then we're all in the UK. Both families are in the UK. And then Farry is going to university and she gets a place um, in Portsmouth, which is right near to where we lived. And she didn't have any accommodation. So she stayed with us for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so to me, it felt like it was a few days, but actually it was a few weeks and we shared a room. And if you knew how small my room is, I just, I don't even understand how, but it just worked. And and so I knew her as a baby. She doesn't really know me. She just knows my parents. It's just like, I'm going to come and live and share a room with this girl. And we just got along. And the rest is history. So a lot of you may know when I talk about Fairy and I say my cousin, is because if I say my friend, people will be like, oh yeah, your friend. I'm like, no, she's actually deeper than just my friend. If I say cousin, then you're like, understand, oh, we're like related. That's how close our families are. Her child calls well we'll be calling my parents grandparents so they're called the emsworth grandparents because of where they live but you know what it's not about me it's all about fairy today um emily and amanda have heard a lot about fairy um and i am so excited to have her on because what she's going to be talking about is um something that's it's just not the average everyday journey of motherhood. And I was trying to be kind when I came to her and I said, oh, Tef, um, Fairy, could you come on and just talk about what it means to be a new mom? And then she was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. You'll get to know Fairy. She's brutally like, she'll tell you as it is. And then she was like, yeah, and she was being polite. And I was like, well, really, I wanted you to talk about this, um, about just how your motherhood journey is not what you expected it to be. And she was like, yeah, I actually prefer to talk about that. I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. So today it's all about confessions of a new mom when the unexpected happens. So we're just going to hand it over to Fari and she's going to take us away. You can stop by introducing us. Uh, okay. Oh, well, I'll interject. I have Amanda. to interject. <laughs> I have to interject really quickly. 
Yeah, sorry. And just say, I think we are so excited to have Fairy on because, like Taffy said, we've heard a lot about her. And when you have, obviously, Taffy, Emily, and I spend a lot of time with each other. But then when you have someone that's really close and near and dear to, like, one of us and we feel like we get to, like, we know them kind of, then actually getting to, like, sit down, have conversation, get to know just their heart and and knowing a little bit about their story, but actually getting to just hear it from them. It's so exciting. So I just have to say, Fairy, Emily and I are <laughs> so excited for this episode today. And we just know yes, we that are. the Lord is just going to do radical things through your story so anyways okay now now you can introduce yourself yes ditto what man said ditto what man said thank you guys i feel like you know you go to church and then people like intro you and you're about to preach i feel like that i'm like oh wow (laughs) oh my goodness i feel well special um so in a nutshell my name is fari i am 32 years old now and yeah, so my husband and I are married to a wonderful man called Tino, and we've been married for six years now. And yeah, so we are we starting to do I like go in now? Yeah, you, you just do you, girl. You just <laughs> you start. just dive in. You're ready. You go for it. <laughs> so okay, so we 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 got married, and I was ready to have the babies. I was like immediately now I'd like the babies. But um, it it wasn't happening for us. So then, then one random day, it t- I went to visit the GP, the doctor. You guys, do they have GPs in America? Mm, no, doctor. Do you, call them, you call them doctors, right? <laughs> you don't call them GPs. Well, like a general practitioner. A practitioner. A GP. Yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So then it turns out I had what are called fibroids. So they are like they're non-cancerous. Um, tumors that you have in your uterus so then they were like so mine were quite large I went to see the doctor because you could actually see them like protruding from my stomach because so then I was like well that's not normal so then the GP went to see the doctor then they said you know fibroids blah 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 but they were like because of how large they are you're probably gonna that's probably why you're struggling to conceive but keep trying and you know it could happen for you and i was like cool 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 trying is fun let's carry on trying so we carried on i love trying. that trying is fun <laughs> so we carried on trying basically lived life i don't think our lives i'd like i think that's one thing we did well our lives didn't really stop like we traveled we just did the things you know and we had a good five years and then after the five years of trying we we're just kind of like well you know, they offered us um, IVF and then we were like, well, it makes no sense not to take it because here in England, if you meet the criteria, you can get it for free on the NHS. So then they offered us um, this treatment and we were like, well, let's give it a go. We've been trying, you know, Mm -hmm. like it makes no sense to pass the opportunity. So then we tried uh, the IVF thing, which was a mess. Like, (laughs) I don't even think I want to go into that story. Let's just skip over that one. But... (laughs) But like, yeah, it's definitely not like the YouTube videos, you know, that I'd watched. It's really, I mean, I know people are like, oh, this is so hard, you know, on YouTube. But then nothing prepares you for how hard it, it really is, is when it's actually your heart. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, it was a mess. 
But anyway, thank God, praise God, we did manage to conceive. But like at the final stage where the the egg and the sperm have met together and you've produced your embryo, then they transfer the embryo into back into you. So at that stage, I was like feeling very poorly. I was just like, what is going on? I feel so unwell. Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to the consultant who was doing the procedure, like, I have been like feeling very off. And then she was like, yeah, you've been pumping your body with hormones. Of course, you're going to feel off. Which made sense, you know what I mean? I was like, well, sure, I've been pumping unnatural things into my body, so mm-hmm. I'm going to feel off. So then um, she was like, nothing's wrong, let's just carry on. And then I was like, yeah, sure, let's carry on. Because we had, um, it was successful, and I'd had heard a lot of unsuccessful stories. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we had embryos to transfer was like a miracle so i was like okay cool 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 cool. let's carry on this is probably normal because they told me it was normal anyway fast forward to like nine weeks i was nine weeks pregnant at this point and i was huge i looked like i was six months pregnant but i was nine weeks so the baby is like what the size of like i don't know a raspberry i can't remember all those things that i used to look it was at, way at the much app. tinier than that was I think it? it was tinier than a raspberry like a what a poppy seed yeah I don't know. yeah maybe but yeah, maybe. i looked like i was six months pregnant so we had this poppy seed baby and the fibroids were now the size of a football no a soccer ball yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah so i was looking round but i was only like nine weeks by the time i was like 12 weeks i was like looking like i was ready to pop so i remember going to church this one time and someone was like oh my goodness are you gonna have the baby soon and i was like no i'm 12 weeks 12 weeks (laughs) it was a mess but i just got worse and worse um i had lots of hospital admissions because i was just in agony from nine weeks i was just i remember actually at nine weeks i was that was around christmas time so then my husband and i both had covid so then we couldn't travel to see our families and then i was like in so much pain and then oh yeah taffy you delivered our christmas dinner yeah taffy delivered christmas dinner to my husband and i because we couldn't go to the shops and anything like that anyway so then um i think it was boxing day i don't know i don't know what it was but like we couldn't like my husband was still positive but i was negative so then i was like i'm gonna have to drive myself to the hospital because i was in so much pain and i was like i need someone to help me so then he couldn't drive me because he was still positive how i was negative god knows but um (laughs) i drove myself to the hospital (laughs) and like i just arrived and i was like someone needs to help me i'm in so much pain bearing in mind i was only nine weeks so they're like what do you mean you're only nine weeks pregnant i was like i don't know what's going on anyway they pumped me with like you know painkillers and all the things um but it just it didn't help. Nothing helped. I was in and out of hospital. And um, I remember at 17 weeks, um, I met this consultant and he said to me, um, I was in hospital at the time, and he said to me, Fari, this is not going to get better. If you don't terminate this pregnancy, this is just going to get worse. And like at the time, I don't even know what came over me because something about me is I don't have a very persevering spirit. I am very much a quitter. Like if something is hard, I'm like, deuces. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> so I'm not like one of those, oh, let's carry on. Let's persevere. At the go- Nah, I'm not that person. So that was very unlike me to persevere and just be like, we're just going to carry on with this because naturally I am like, mm-mm, mm-mm, it's okay. Let me take the easy route. 
so um so then that happened and i yeah they offered me the termination and Mm -hmm. somehow i said no but i remember at 20 i think it was like 23 weeks i was done i was just like i can't do this anymore like what have i done why did (laughs) why did i say no to the termination like i was in agony i was huge i couldn't walk i was just like what the heck like why is this happening god you know like and i guess that's one thing that i had to check myself about because it's like mm. i had this sense of entitlement of like god i did all the things I'm like this christian I, i'm a christian yes. i prayed i st- you know i mean i tried my best to like stay pure and you know what i mean like i waited to have sex with my husband when he got married i didn't have a baby naturally so then like what You're ticking all these boxes i've ticked a good all stri- the boxes you know what i mean so i'm like why is this going so offside for me i don't mm. understand and like it's only in hindsight that now it's like no like i mean that sense of entitlement of like i mm. should have good things because i've done the, the right things or the things i'm supposed mm. to have done um but i guess that's one lesson yeah. i've learned that Actually, if God never does anything else for us, he's done the most by yeah. sending his son Jesus to die mm. on the cross for Amen. our sins. Do you know what Amen. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like we, sometimes we just want the things, which is normal and it's okay. <laughs> it's our flesh. It's our flesh. <laughs> but also it's like, no, he's God. You mm. know what I mean? And yeah. he has already d- given us the ultimate mm. gift. Mm. I think just to interject before you go in, mm. I think you're being very kind. Am I? About what happened oh. and and the pain. So I was there through the process of mm. this from beginning to end. This pain was not like, oh, I'm just having some cramps or, oh, I'm just in pain. I'm just going to lie down for five seconds. This was like excruciating pain. I can barely get out of bed. You were like on some serious painkillers oh, yeah. and you were in and out of consciousness basically Mm. like you most of the time she was asleep so even when we would visit it was visiting around the oh oh this is the moment where where she's awake but even when she's awake i think it would take you like you couldn't do more than like 20 minutes 20 minutes was a lot i think 10 minutes was the maximum of fairy that she would get Mm. after that it's the pain starts coming the the painkiller start taking its toll and it's like okay I'm 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 getting out like bye guys I'm mm. I'm falling asleep so I think even in that time like the visitors were very limited but even when you did visit it was like is she awake is she not awake mm. and you would oh so much pain oh it was so painful to watch so oh, painful so I painful know. I do forget what it was like for other people. <laughs> who would see me because yeah i mean yeah i was pretty much high for 99 percent of my pregnancy i was just high on all because at this point they were like how is this kid surviving with these fibroids mm-hmm. like these fibroids should have killed this child mm-hmm. so, so they're, they're like squashing the they're baby squashing the baby they're growing the baby's growing they're growing <laughs> and they're bigger than the baby so then they're like i mean if the, these fibroids aren't killing this child these painkillers I'm not going to do anything. They're not going to harm this baby because these fibroids should have killed him already. Do you know what I mean? So they were just giving me anything, anything. So I, I, I am a pharmacist. I was a pharmacist. I don't you know. are a pharmacist. I am a pharmacist. You're still so registered. I'm still registered. Yes. <laughs> but like, so I was very aware of the things I'm pumping into my body, but I was just like, 
anything to help me of which it didn't help but at least it helped me sleep yeah the painkillers did help me sleep um because otherwise i'd never sleep um but yeah so that was the pits that was really rough i managed to get to 28 weeks and um even that was like no we got to 24 weeks no 28 Wait, when did, when did the baby come? 28, 28 weeks. No, but then it was that 24 where they promised 24. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't see. This is the thing. I don't know how much detail. I feel like this could be a very long story. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Maybe. Let me just skip. Yeah, okay. Let's okay. just go to 28 weeks. Well, I just have to say, I have to say that even, even with, like, pregnancy is hard to begin with. And then I honestly uh-huh. cannot even imagine emotionally too, like, because your body's like, your emotions are all over the place. Like all the things I feel like, I mean, I'm sure you look back at it and you're like, I don't even like, can't even put myself back in that space sometimes because it must be so hard. But just like, I can't even imagine all the things that you must have been going through emotionally and physically and let alone like, obviously you've been dreaming and hoping for this child and then you're in this crazy crazy scenario i just i mean my heart even knowing some of your story previously but even hearing it again i'm just like oh my gosh i just commend you for the perseverance the true perseverance that you had (laughs) and we're even at like week 23 like we're not even (laughs) you know so i just like oh my goodness true gift of perseverance was happening right now Oh my gosh i oh wow i mean yeah i, I someone did say that to me like mm. oh very you're so strong like if i was in your shoes i would have quit i was like listen if quitting was an option i would have taken it <laughs> i can't even take like 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 kudos like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so strong no no friends if it was an option i would have taken it that's why when i said after the 17 week option i did think at one point why what was i thinking <laughs> because it just he was right it just got worse and worse and i was like why did i think i could bear this but you know what i mean i did but that's all good i mean 100 percent because i was done 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 anyway so you think this is like i was i was like surely god at 28 weeks they were like that's when you're gonna do the c-section and i was ready i was like okay it's finally gonna end you know like <laughs> And they kept saying to me, because uh, thank God, this is other thing where you're like, God was totally in this whole thing because like Portsmouth has one of the best NICUs in the whole country. So when it came to delivering him at 28 weeks, they were like, he's going to do fine. 28 weekers always do great. Like that they've matured, you know, everything's going to be fine. They really reassured me. I remember we had like a little tour of NICU and like, we were just like, oh, our son will just be in here for like two weeks maximum. Like, it's not going to be that bad. You know, we were very like away with the fairies despite our seven months of rubbishness (laughs) but we were like surely breakthrough is coming all those breakthrough songs we were like yes you know (laughs) it's time for our breakthrough anyway so then um uh, so then he's delivered he comes but then i didn't have a normal c-section where um you're awake and then you get to hold your baby and have the cute picture nope i was like out out i was like like under general anesthetics and i didn't actually get to see him mm-hmm. so then um i just wake up and taffy was there taffy yeah. was there with my husband and they Holding were the I, I have no idea what i said but I, I was just like oh people i know this is nice because obviously the last time i fell asleep there was just random strangers who were about to cut me open <laughs> 
Um, so it was nice to wake up to familiar faces. Um, I'm going to interject you again. Oh, okay. Because I feel like this is a very important part of the story. Um, it, it was a very, it wasn't an easy C-section. It wasn't straightforward um, because of the fibroids and because of how big they were. Um, you and Tina actually had to prepare the fact that actually maybe you might not make it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, might, true, true. Like, like the fairy might not make it or the baby might not make it or actually both of them might not make it um, because of just the fibroids and if something happened while they were taking out the baby and one of the fibroids burst and mm. there was just all of this health stuff that was in and if it happened to the baby like it was just one of those unknowns that we were walking into which is why i ended up in the room with tino because oh. see i don't even know how that happened because he was by himself remember and it was just like he was just waiting he was by himself waiting and it was like and it was a long time we didn't know how long the the surgery was going to take we didn't know how complicated it was going to be so it wasn't this the normal c-section situation and it was like this poor guy is going to be by himself just waiting. Like, mm. is my wife going to be alive? Is my baby going to be alive? When they come out, we just didn't know. So we sat and we waited. Oh. It was so long. We talked about everything and anything. Oh, oh bless your hearts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't know that bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it was nice to see familiar faces. And he was like, oh. Is he alive? Yes, he's alive. I'm alive, clearly. So good, good, good. All good in the hood. And then Tino was like, um, I remember he came to see me. He went to see the baby. Then he'd come and see me. Because I wasn't allowed to go and see him in NICU because I was bedridden. I had all these tubes oh, coming yeah. out of me because mm-hmm. it wasn't like, um, again, like Taffy said, it was a very complicated C-section. So I had, it wasn't like... I could just go, go. or even sit in a wheelchair. I couldn't, I was literally bed bound. So they couldn't wheel my bed into NICU. So Tino would have to like FaceTime me and be like, oh, look at him. And of which he just, he was just like, like a little. And then also he was see-through. His skin was like see-through. It wasn't great, but he was alive. He was alive. He was alive. So we both were alive. We were both alive. So we were winning. And then Tino, so he had a ventilator because again, his, his breathing wasn't great but they were like oh he's gonna have this ventilator like down his throat but like tino came and saw me that evening i think and he was like yeah Quindy. oh his name is mukundi oh my goodness let me tell you about his name first yes so then my son's name (laughs) is mukundi so mukundi means conqueror or overcomer or like I don't know. There's, it's, it's a basically that's the gist of it. So, like, if you think about like that Romans, I think it's Romans eight mm-hmm. where it talks about we're more than conquerors. So mm-hmm. in Shona, which is our language that we speak in Zimbabwe, it's that verses Tiriva Kundi we kufurisa. So we're like overcomers or we're conquer more than conquerors. So I named him Mukundi because he was kicking butt in that tummy with those fibroids. So I was like, <laughs> this guy is a conqueror. So. <laughs> I remember like saying to my husband, like, I think I've got a name. And he was like, cause yeah, Tino wanted him to have like an English name because to be honest, having non-English names oh. is a struggle in Such England struggle. because well, in the world and I, mean, I yeah, guess so in, in the, the world. world. So yeah. he was like, I don't want my son to struggle and have, I want him to have an English name. I was like, no friend, that ain't happening. Like, <laughs> he is going to have a Shona name like the rest of us. And we're all going to be on the struggle bus together. Together. <laughs> but most importantly, I want him to have this name because 
every time someone says his name, they're declaring that over him, mm-hmm. that he's an overcomer, he's an overcomer. So I came, that name came to me while I was still pregnant. And I would love to say I was like in the spirit and reading my Bible and all this. I was not because I couldn't read because I was high. <laughs> so that was, I mean, the Holy Spirit definitely had to drop that on me because I didn't see it or know it from anywhere. It was just like, his name is going to be Mukundi. Full stop type of thing. Anyway, so where was I? So he's born. Yeah. And then... Um, the ventilator. Oh, the ventilator. Mm-hmm. She was like, he's doing great. Fari, he's living up to his name. They're going to take out the ventilator. Blah, blah. They're, gonna, they're thinking they'll take out the ventilator the next day. Mm-hmm. I was like... Hallelujah. Look at this kid living up to his name. Yes, sir. That's <laughs> what we came for. Anyway, the next day. While you're still bedridden. While I'm still bedridden. Mm-hmm. My husband comes in. So this, I think I'm going to, oh man, there's so much to tell you guys. Oh my goodness. Oh Lord, help me. Okay. So this is important. It's a very important story. So then the next day, Tino comes to see me as normal. And then he's like, so I was in like a bay, but then the bay I was, usually when you're in a bay in a hospital, there's like six of you, but Mm. I was in a bay with only one other person, Mm. which I was like, "Mm, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't mind. Um, But I was with, in this bay with this lady who came in that morning. I remember explicitly i didn't see her because my my curtain was always drawn but like there was this whole hoo-ha with her because she couldn't speak english but then she was 35 weeks pregnant but then she had very high blood pressure and they were like you can't go home because if you go home both you and your baby are gonna die Mm -hmm. so then this woman is like fighting because she really wants to go home she had a translator but like she's really like insisting like i want to go home i want to go home somehow the doctors win and she does stay which is not great for me because she was so loud like she was on her phone the whole day bearing in mind i'm so tired and i'm still like in and out of consciousness like all the the anesthetic is still wearing out like i'm trying to sleep i'm in agony and then this woman is like on her phone on loudspeaker all day if she's not doing that she's watching african movies i don't know what country from africa she was from but she was definitely african (laughs) and like she's watching african movies on her phone and it's so loud and i'm like what is with this woman she's so rude and i was like i cannot all wait the feels. yeah <laughs> all of the feels i cannot wait to leave this bay and see my baby you know you know what i mean getting oil high and mighty about this whole thing anyway so then tino comes to see me one one that day and then he's like oh babe i'm just gonna go see kundi and then i'm gonna go home because i really need to rest and i was like you do need to rest it's been the pits for you you need to rest so and i'd ordered mukundi some bottles um from amazon so i was like yeah when you get home can you text me because send me a picture of the bottles because it's like it's the only kind of normal thing i get to do so i was like send me pictures of the bottles like this is the only mommy thing i've kind of done and then he was like oh yeah sure 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 and then like he goes sees kundi sends me pictures i'm like cool 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 and then six hours pass and he hasn't text me the picture of the bottle so then i text him i'm like excuse me like i gave you one job (laughs) to send me a picture of the bottle and then he's like babe i'm still in the hospital something's happened with kundi and i was like what do you mean and he was like i'm coming to see i'll I'll come and tell you and i was like okay but i didn't think much of it because obviously yesterday he was doing great he was coming off the ventilator today so i was like oh maybe they've taken off the ventilator it's a surprise yeah i don't know oh gosh anyway so then he comes and 
Tef will testify to this about how laid back my husband mm. is. My husband might as well be oh. lying down. Like oh. he's calm in all situations. Nothing phases him. He's just like, nah, what happened? Mm. Okay. Let's carry on. <laughs> Let's just keep it moving. So then Tino comes. Bearing in mind, this is his personality. Like all of this has happened with his wife, but he's just the same constant calm, collected. human being. So then I'm like, so obviously he's coming to see me and he comes in and he's distraught. Like, so from a person who I've known Tino since I was 17, I've only seen him cry three times the whole, how, how many years is that? How, a lot of years. A lot of years. Yeah. I, I've known him More for a lot of years. More than 15 years. Yeah. And like, I've only seen him cry three times and that, that one was the third time. And he's just like distraught and he's like, babe, um, Kundi died. I just watched them resuscitate him. I was like, Huh? I was like, what are you talking about? Like yesterday, <laughs> yesterday you said he was doing great. He was like, I know, babe. But they said that he started to bleed out in his lungs and he died, babe. He died. I was there. And then they had to do the whole CPR on his little body because he was like super tiny. Icky. And he was just like, oh my gosh, babe, they're coming to get you because they've managed to bring him back. But they're telling us that this is it. Like they, they're going to have to come and get you because you have to come and say goodbye to your son. Bring in mind, I haven't met the son that they're speaking of. And now you're telling me I need to meet him as well as say goodbye. I don't, this it's not making sense. So then in that moment, you know, as I cry and I'm just like, babe, I, like I'm still trying to process, bearing in mind, I'm also drugged up. And then this woman who clearly doesn't speak English, remember? <laughs> Our woman who is next door. She starts playing, you know, that Bethel song, that um, Brandon Lake and Bethel song. He's a wonder working God. All the miracles I've seen. It's too hard to not believe. And then she starts playing that song out of nowhere. Bearing... And I just start like, I'm like, babe, I didn't even cry because I was like, we can't both be distraught in this situation. One of us has to, you know, so I was like, babe, let's go see our son. And that was it. It was just like, we're going to go see our son. None of this goodbye business. I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> but like, let's go see, let's go see our son. So then they wheel me in, in my bed with all the things. And like, I got to touch his little foot because I couldn't hold him because he was so poorly. I couldn't hold him. And they just kind of let me touch his little foot. And I'm still obsessed with his feet to this day. Like, <laughs> and I just got to hold his little foot. And I was just like, I'm going to see you soon, baby boy. I just knew, like, I just knew. I was just like... Now this it just no it doesn't end like this it can't end like this so then they put us in a room Tina and I by ourselves and they're like oh we're just gonna put you in here and we'll let you know when he goes can you imagine so they just leave us there for five hours and then five hours later 5 a.m I'll never forget it they came and they said um your son is still here um what does his name mean again and we were like conqueror fighter overcomer uh -huh. they were like yep you gave him the right name so there you are there's Mukundi doing his thing and then I managed to come out of hospital but then I was still poorly because the fibroids kept growing it was a mess oh that that whole bleeding out thing with the lungs happened again like two days later yeah. and then that time they allowed the grandparents yeah. to come and meet him uh, to say goodbye meet him and say goodbye again but again I was just like I get I guess because I'm a health professional I get that they have to like prepare you for the worst um but I guess uh, maybe call it mother's intuition I was just like mm, 
I don't, I don't think this is goodbye, but let my parents meet him. This is great because he wasn't allowed because of the whole COVID. They weren't allowed because of the whole COVID rule. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Let them come. <laughs> At least they get to meet him. Um, but yeah, it happened again and again. He fought and a few hours later, they came back and they were like, he's still here. And we're like, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so he ended up being in Nikki for three months which was the pits as well because i was still poorly but that's a whole nother story for another day that's another day um but then um he so yeah so before they discharged him he was just very unsettled like you'd walk onto the ward and you could hear mukundi he was so loud and so unsettled all the time like he would just cry and cry and cry and cry it was oh it was a mess but um so then because of this, his consultant was like, um, Mukundi needs to have... Oh, I keep plucking out my oh, headphones. I'm so okay. sorry. Um, so then they're like, Mukundi needs to have a brain scan because there's obviously something neurologically wrong with him because it's not normal for a child to be this unsettled. So then I'm like, oh, okay then. And then he has this MRI scan and then he sits us down and... We're at three months at this point. Yeah, he's three months old now. And he's about to get discharged. So we're like kind of like preparing, like he's coming home and like he was going to be discharged on the oxygen. But, you know, it was like in the grand scheme of things, it's he's okay. Coming he's coming home. And I mean, the oxygen did scare us. Um, oof, that's, again, a whole nother story. But um, we were like, at least he's coming home. There were no more trips to the hospital because I was exhausted um, with these daily trips to the hospital and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so then he sits us down after the scan and he's like, so you know how Kundi stopped breathing twice? So because of that, um, his brain was suffocated of oxygen on two occasions. So therefore, your son has severe brain damage. That's why he's so unsettled. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was just like, Lord Jesus. Like I, I, I heard they told us and I was just, I just walked out. <laughs> I think I reacted worse to that than when they told me he died. Like, honestly, <laughs> like I was just like, I am done. Like what? Like this is, I mean, this doesn't happen to me. Do you know what I mean? Like my life has been pretty much straightforward. Do you know from birth to we just do the things. Everything is just linear. It just works. It just works. works. Work. You know, and you're a good child. Exactly. Good I listen Christian to my home. parents. Yeah. I did the things. How is my child having brain damage? This is just no. I was devastated. My heart. It literally felt like someone dropped my heart from like a 28 story building and it just smashed into pieces i was heartbroken i didn't know what to do i couldn't talk to my husband i couldn't i was just like how could this happen so then they started him on this medication which really helped him um like in terms of just like calming him down and stuff like that but my heart was still like first of all i have to take him home on oxygen now he's on all these drugs that like again my my experience in pharmacy is not um with pediatrics so then i had no idea what they were giving him kind of thing i was like we we use this for blood pressure why are you giving it to him for his brain you know what i mean it was just like mind-blowing to me um but yeah so then we're just kind of dealing with that and then he does come home and it's just appointment after appointment. We're basically living in the hospital um, every every week where he's seeing someone. And again, they just emphasizing how bad things are. 
and um and then one person said to us like oh i don't know if you've heard but you're no no they didn't even say i don't know if you've heard they were like planning something for us and then they were like oh with your son's diagnosis of cerebral palsy so she just mentioned it like she just dropped it in the conversation and i was like i'm sorry what and then she was like told us this no one i had never even heard that diagnosis like in this whole situation no one had said that so then i was like what did you say and she was like oh yeah because he's got a diagnosis of cerebral palsy i was like that is not and i took out his discharge summary i was like look at the discharge summary there is nothing there that says cerebral palsy where let me see your notes why do they say something that i have not been told as his parent I was well annoyed. And I'm not really like that person. I'm not that mom. I'm not like, nah. I'm very much like, I try to keep a low radar. But I, like, I don't know what was unleashed. I was like, oh, hell no. Who, who, who are you? Because I never met her as well. So that was the other thing. I didn't even know you. And you're in my house telling me my son has... Anyway, turns out that when children have such severe brain damage at birth, like, it there's That's a high true. likelihood that they'll have cerebral palsy, but they can't make a diagnosis until they're at least two years old. So then we called his consultant and he's the one who told us all that. He was like, yeah, variant, you know, there is a possibility, but we haven't said it to you because we like medically and other things we're not supposed to give him a diagnosis. And then there was a whole thing about this woman. She's not trained well, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, do you want to take this further? And I was like, I don't have energy for that. I do not like <laughs> I'm just trying to not get tied up in all these oxygen tubes. That's what I'm trying to do. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so here we are. Kundi is now one. And like, um, honestly, I'd love to say that it's just been, you know, like God has just been proving him wrong. And I'm just like on top of the world because, you know, he's doing all the things. But the truth is the struggle is still very real because as much as he's, well, I don't know, 14 months now, yeah. like he's still, he still is developed more like a six, seven month year old. So he's, he's even, I mean, he is exceeding their expectations because they didn't even at one point they were like he's not going to be able to see you he's not going to be able to, to sit hear. up he won't be able to hear there was just it was all doom and gloom but like he's he's he doing things he hears he sees you he responds he's very cheeky um he's <laughs> just you know he's doing the things but i do still struggle I'm not gonna lie i still struggle when we go to baby groups and stuff like that i'm just like oof. Like, because they'll be like, oh, how old is your little boy? Oh, he's one. Okay. Like, it's well awkward. It's really awkward. Uh, because, yeah, you expect a one-year-old to be doing certain things and stuff like that. But anyway. But, yeah, that's where we are. Um, yeah. Oof. Oof, that's so long. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I you think we just need to, to pause there for a second and just say wow like <laughs> I have had three babies and none of my stories remotely compare and I think that it just makes me in awe of the Lord in you mm -hmm. fairy and just the fact that you can sit here even still saying like that it's still hard and have such joy and even in the midst of all the crazy like and I know sometimes we just kind of have to laugh through it because that's the only way to get through it but I feel like your 
just your heart as a mom shows so just so brightly through through this story and I've never heard the story before we were praying for you when you were in the hospital and Taff was sharing with us just how hard it was but did not know the extent at which you had gone through everything or the backstory or all of that and it is truly just a testimony of God's favor and his love for us as kids and just to see like your heart for your son and even like just just your faith in the moment of like I know he's not gonna die like I Mm. that you could sit in that moment and that God gave you that song from the person who would probably be the least likely to like (laughs) give you just some peace (laughs) and hope of like that he loves us in those moments and that he's carrying us through those moments of just like utter heartbreak and then just one thing after the other like it it's an incredible incredible story of Mm. just perseverance and um just your love for your husband and your son and like how you even were the like you were the firm one when your husband was crumbling and I think that says a lot too of like just even as a husband and a wife of how we can carry each other through times when we each need it I'm sure he carried you through things as well and Mm -hmm. just that you guys you know there's so much I feel like that I could even say to like to to your story it's truly just it's such a testimony so thank you for sharing that you're just everything you said is just like a testimony to the Lord I I was like tearing up I think just like listening to it there's so many things I think that are it's amazing I think to like hear just how the Lord even through all of the hard and even in the moments of like I don't want to do this anymore just the beauty of being able to see how God really does carry us through some of our darkest times when we don't, we can't see a way out. You know, I think even you being able to be like, I am done. Like I am done. I can't imagine doing anything more. And of course more came on. And I, you know, I love your honesty too, because I think it's, it's such a natural thing in those moments to be like, why is this happening to me? Like I have lived a life for you, Lord. I have like been obedient. I have done all these things. Like, why is this and what you're the lesson that you had kind of shared at that beginning i mean man it's so true but it's like the lord has already done everything for us just by giving him his son for us but then at the same time so incredible to see the power that he worked through you and your husband to truly persevere and like i'm sure you look at it and like i don't even know how i survived that like (laughs) you know like i i don't know because i was at the end of myself and it definitely wasn't me because i wanted to be done but i think that that testimony is just such an incredible um story of how the lord just works in our life and i just want to say it was really amazing so thanks He did it. He did it. (laughs) I think I think even just the the beauty of it is that even while you're going through the journey, there were certain significant moments where God was teaching you teaching you stuff. And and I know you you're a big journaler and this has been a part of the process as well. But I think that even looking in hindsight, like now when I hear you share the story, there is such clarity 
of 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 your steadfastness in God. And I know there were so many moments where you didn't feel like that. There were mm. so many moments when you were like, do I even God, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with you. Mm. You know, and, and I feel like that's the reality of the situation. And sometimes we go through some things that are so unspeakable and mm. so painful that we actually ask ourselves the question, God, God, are you even there? Like, like what is going on? And, and I know it's some of the stuff that you wrestled with in, in that. And, and I think it'd be good just to even share like your identity, like how, how did this process actually impact your identity and your relationship with God? Like, I don't mm. know if you can kind of, maybe you can mm. pick a moment or, or something. Like um, I guess, um, I think what, I think like you said, sometimes when you're going through the thing, and I guess in this situation, I couldn't, like there was nothing I could do. Like yeah. I couldn't pray. You couldn't read I your couldn't Bible, read my you... Bible. I mean, I could have worship music on, but then I didn't really want any noise. Like it, it actually made me even more agitated. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, I'm excruciating just, pain. Yeah. <laughs> I was nothing soothed me. Do you know what I mean? Even worship music. And I love worshiping. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it was just like, everything was out of the window, but like, I guess one thing about my relationship with God mm-hmm. is that which I would like people to learn mm-hmm. or I would mm-hmm. like people to take away is when you're in the good season mm-hmm. in the good seasons because yeah, yeah. God is so gracious mm-hmm. to us isn't mm-hmm. he like that's when you cultivate that relationship with God so that by the time God forbid I don't I'm not wishing this on anybody but like when the tough times do come like you you draw on that because you've been you've you've cultivated you've been filling up the well yeah you've been filling yourself up to overflowing to overflowing so Mm. even in those really hard things I could still say I know, I know this is hard, but I know God is in it. Yeah. Like I, st- I know this is hard, but God is still good. Mm. Like my situation doesn't change who He is. Like He is good. Yeah. Like it's not like it doesn't change because He's allowed hard things. Yeah. Because the truth is, He does. And I feel like sometimes we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. That you know what? Like God is good, but He will allow really hard things to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you have invested and cultivated a relationship with God in the seasons where you have the time, you have the energy, you have the brain capacity, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To, to be on the floor for hours worshiping, whatever, which is great. But then the, when a time comes where maybe you can't do that, I think that's what got me through. And I think um, investing in your relationship with God is worth it because I, I genuinely think I, I I believe that I think that's what got me through it and mm. to be able to come out of it and to still be basically in it because at the end of the day he's not two yet and we're still kinda <laughs> <laughs> we're going on that journey. <laughs> and like it's hard you're just constantly analyzing everything he's doing and it's like it's never like when is he gonna do this? It's, it's always like, is he ever going to? Like that mental like it's draining every day is a situation like and when he does do something like i remember the first time he rolled over we were like oh, oh my god, god that was so huge <laughs> <laughs> he's rolled over even like sitting up it was like he's not falling over oh my goodness maybe there do you know what i mean but 
I'd love to say I'm like, oh, whose report are you going to believe? I rep- guys, it's uh, that. Yeah, I'm still on the struggle bus. I'm genuinely <laughs> on the struggle bus every day, but um, I can honestly say that God is good. Yeah. God is faithful. Yeah. God. And it's not shaped by my situation. It's not mm. shaped by the fact that um, my son has proved them wrong in a lot of ways. Um, even if he doesn't, even if we have to deal with whatever condition my son will have, God is still good. He's still gracious. And he's still with us. Yeah. Whatever we have to face. So, and then if, either way, God is going to get the glory. If this child, <laughs> like, turns out to be like, imagine if he, like, becomes, like, one of those, like, really influential people. Then he's, like, then he's, like, standing up in front of thousands. And then he's just, like, I just want to shout out my mom and dad. And me and Tina will be, like, paper face. <laughs> um, <laughs> God will get the glory. But also, if we also have to go on a journey of raising a son with special needs, God will still get the glory. And all of this is for his glory. Like our whole lives are for his glory. So I think if there's anything I want people to take home, it would be that. It would be cultivate your relationship with God in in the good seasons. Cultivate, grow it, you know, invest time. 100%. 100%. (laughs) And then whatever he's allowed to happen it's 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 heavy it's hard but it's for his glory and and sometimes it's it's it sucks for us but if our if our sole goal as believers is to bring glory to his name then you know i mean it's a painful hallelujah but hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) i i do you know when you were sharing it made me think about the story of job Mm. and i think I think a lot of Christians struggle with that book of Job because it goes, no, 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 no. This is not who God is. Like there are two schools. One school is like God wants to just punish us and he wants to inflict pain on us. And that's just the type of ruler that he is, you know? And then there's the other school of, oh, no, no, no. God will never do that to us. And the thing is that the truth is he will never inflict pain on us. But the other truth is that Actually, the enemy is here. He is waiting. He is waiting to pounce. He is waiting to steal the goodness of God from our lives. But the thing is that the Lord will either give permission or he will He will say no. And he will do that of the measure of what we can we can we can handle and that's what happens in james it says in james like he will only allow us to be tested to the measure that we can handle so when something is coming i may not believe that i can make it through mm-hmm. like if anyone ever told mm-hmm. you that you were going to go through Mm-mm. the journey you were going to go through and there's so many things about it that we haven't even touched on or even said because i just feel like somebody will be like what are these people doing they just taking us through this depressing journey I know. there was a lot that happened but as you said, it was the cultivation of your faith in all these years, in those times when you're worshiping, when seasons are good, when they're great, so that when this time came, I feel like this is what it was, just the same way as it happened to Job, that the enemy went to the Lord and said, Lord, your child, uh, he said, Lord, your child, that one, I bet you if this happened, they would not worship you. And he'd be like, no, 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 not my fairy. My fairy is so faithful. No, 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 she loves me. We may not feel like that. I'll be like, if 
God, if I was there and the enemy was coming to, to God and saying that about me, I'd be like, ah, Jesus, um, yeah, let's, let's just not say that. Mm. Just tell him, no, 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 she mm. can't handle it. Did you know what I mean? Mm. Not, no, 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 she can't handle it. I'd be like, no, but that's me and my strength. God sees far beyond what we can see in ourselves. And he sees who he has created us to be. He sees the perfect human being that he has created you to be very. When Adam and Eve fell, we were in perfection. And in our perfection, when things come our way, he goes, do you know what? You can do it. And I've put people around you to cheer you on. I've put people around you to hold on to, but I know that you can. In that moment, that moment, that first time when Mukundi had had died and Tino comes and he is shaken, that song was for that moment. Was for that moment to go, do you know what? I know who my God is. I know who my God is and I will not be shaken. And yes, there've been a lot of shaking moments and we still have those moments daily. But (laughs) when it is needed for us to fight, we will fight. We will fight with everything that we have. And that is what God has put us in. So right now, even this this moment, I pray that one day Mukundi will hear this podcast and go, do you know what? My mom was talking about me when I was 14 months old <laughs> and things were the pits. <laughs> and she was just getting by. Yeah. But you know what? This is who our God is. And this is for generations to come. This is what we stand, we're standing for. And we are, we are, we're tilling the ground and cultivating and putting foundations for, T, for Mukundi's children's children's children. Mm. That's what we're fighting for. You know, for our children's children's children for generations to come. So, ah friend thanks friend i got well i mean i got i wasn't emotional talking about my child day but now i start crying like what the heck <laughs> that's mad but yeah i guess i've never thought about that about it that way i think sometimes you know you read about people in the bible and you're like oh even job story job is so amazing <laughs> like i'm just like wow like what you know what i mean and then it's like so when you were saying that it's almost like god was also telling me that no like, I got you. I've got you, and um, and it may be like maybe that is what happened. I was like, no, she, she's, she, she can't she, she stand. Can she will stand. She we can want do this it. Mukundi child in this world, the seed of Fari and Tino. We need this blessing in this world. So we're gonna fight against all odds to get this child alive in this world. Mm. And that's what happened. Mm. And these are the parents. That can get this child on the feet that I know, right? These are the parents. I would not have picked us (laughs) for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, Lord, make other selections because there's people who are holier, who are strong. See, that's the thing is when you read the Bible and you're like, see, he was strong, he was holy. God would be like, that one. Whereas me, I'd be like, "Mm -mm, not me. It can't be me. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I really hope this encourages someone. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. Barry, it was truly our blessing to have you on on today. And Taffy, I love just how you've also spoken over your friend and just been able to encourage a sister Mm -hmm. and just someone you love so dearly. And I hope that that's an encouragement to all of us, wherever you are and the moms that you have or the friends that you have in your life, that when we are going through hard times and things seem unbearable, that we can lift each other up and pray for one another and speak words of life into each other. And um, just that 
I love just how you kind of closed it, Fairy, and everything that you said of just all glory to God, no matter what happens. And I think in our life, when we can have that perspective of all glory to God, no matter what, and really mean it, that is a life-changing experience. And when you go through something like you have, and you walk out the other side saying that, like that is, like you are an example of Job, a person who has gone through such hard things and come out praising the Lord, no matter the circumstances. And so thank you for coming on today. Thank you for sharing your heart. Taff, thanks for bringing on another amazing friend of yours to just share their heart. And um, yeah, we can't say thank you enough. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode today. And um, Gary, thank you again. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Created Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website at youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.